Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. You're locked on Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. And, you know, Tuesday, of course, what are we going to talk about today? Cody? Well, you are discussing a potential trade with Brian Peacock with the 49ers and the Houston Texans. It's evident that Deshaun Watson is willing to miss out on that money and how Brian feels like the 49ers have the best package, right? But before we even have the opportunity, well, before Cody has the opportunity to speak with Brian Peacock. I got to tell you, J.J. Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals, which was big news across the NFL yesterday. Uh, But let's just say this, Cody. You can't say, I want to go chase a ring and sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, And so that's what we're going to discuss to open up the show, of course. And then, as mentioned, Cody and Brian Peacock will discuss potential trades with Houston and, and the 49ers, but I got to, I got to tell you, I looked at it like this listeners. The situation in Houston is so bad that JJ had to go sit down with the McNair family, as he put it. And he told them, I wanted to go and have an opportunity to win a championship ring. And he didn't sign with green Bay. He didn't sign with, uh, the Cleveland Browns, who offered him more money than what Arizona did. Arizona did offer him a two-year, $31 million contract. 23 of that is guaranteed. Um, but he didn't sign with any playoff team. He signed with a team that was right outside of the playoffs. But his excuse was, I wanted to go get a ring. That's how bad the situation is in Houston. Like, I have to tell you a lie. So you can get me out of here. And I'm going to go play with my boy that I played majority of my career with in DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to go have fun again with Hopkins and, and Murray and, and the, the defense that they have with Chandler Jones. And I'm a, I am expecting J.J. Watt to be moved into the interior part of the defensive line. But it's twofold, right? He got his money, $23 million guaranteed. I'm happy for him. But Houston – you know, you really lost out on the greatest player in your franchise history because of the mistakes of the past. And he told everybody, I wanted to go chase a ring and signed with the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's the funniest part about this is just the Arizona Cardinals. He didn't go play with his brother in, in, in Pittsburgh. He didn't sign with the hometown team with the Green Bay Packers. He went to go play with Arizona, signed with Arizona rather. I think J.J. Watt made a very good move here. And I know a lot of people like you. A great business decision. It was a great business decision. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I understand that. I mean, the man, you know, got a bag. I did not think that was there. But I think this was a best move for J.J. Watt. And I say that because, look, yes, the Cardinals missed out on the playoffs last year. But this move is a lot better for J.J. Watt because, Last year, there was a guy who goes by the name of Chandler Jones, who is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. You put him on a defensive line with J.J. Watt. 
you contain Patrick Peterson. And of course, you know, there's the free agent of Hayson Riddick, but name a better defensive team than that. And, and there is also something I believe also went into J.J. Watt's decision to sign with Arizona. Watt always said, if you have a great quarterback, you have a chance. You look at Pittsburgh, you look at Green Bay, you look at Cleveland, and you look at Arizona. Not only for this upcoming season, but in the next two to three years, name a better quarterback out of those out of those three teams that I just named better than Kyler Murray. I know there's Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers is getting up there in age. Yeah, he's on his way out. Big Big Ben is basically in the same situation as Drew Brees. Sit your ass down. Please. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. I mean, I'm a believer in Baker, but Kyler Murray, that's a bad boy right there. Well, so, I think so, – I'm sorry to cut you off. I think Cleveland has a better formula than Arizona, at least at this time. Arizona has an atrocious offensive line, right? And their quarterback – is the best running threat on their team. Now, we've seen that, you know, help teams like a Lamar Jackson-led Ravens to the playoffs, but he hasn't won, and the Cardinals haven't won. Uh, and you look at what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are able to do in Cleveland, and it allows Baker Mayfield to take his time with no Odell Beckham. He's a much better quarterback, uh, not – Talent-wise, but at least winning-wise, if that makes sense. So, again, it's just a shocker to me, man. Like you, you could have went to places. I think if JJ goes to Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay is still in the position where they get better defensively. You still have Aaron Rodgers, who lit the league up last year, an MVP, and you. I mean, it's just. The move doesn't make sense to me if your reasoning for leaving Houston, which we, we all know was BS when you said it, but it's as clear as day now, your reason for leaving was chasing a ring, man. And you signed with the Cardinals. I don't agree with that. And, and the Cardinals missed the playoffs last year, but Chandler Jones missed the whole entire season due to injury. And not only that, you take a look at J.J. Watt and you take a look at Jones. Those two guys were doubled, what, nearly every single possession over the last two seasons. Now you pair those guys together. You can't double one because you're going to leave the other guy open. For J.J. Watt, it kind of prolongs his career even more. It's almost similar to what the Texans were building a couple years ago when it was him and Jadavion Clowney. You couldn't double Watt because you had Clowney. You couldn't double Clowney because you had Watt. I think this move, of course, they got a couple more pieces that they got to get together. But I think a lot of people like you, John, it's the shocking factor because I was shocked too. But when you truly think about what this means for JJ, what this means for a team, because it's not like they went four and 12 like the Texans. No, there was what, eight and eight. And like I mentioned, one of their one of their most important guys and Chandler Jones was hurt for nearly the whole entire season. You add in J.J. Watt, that automatically makes them at least a really good playoff contender at this point. It does seem like Arizona is a let's try to win in this short period of time, this window that we have before we have to pay our uh, quarterback who's on his rookie contract. But I wonder what the odds are now 
for Arizona to actually even make the playoffs. I wonder what that would be with the addition of J.J. Watt. They have to get better on the offensive line. But I'm sure, you know, you can go to betonline.ag, right? You know that. You guys know that. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. With football over, you still have the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, which are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award, TV, and reality shows. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bet and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints discuss holding space and the balance of discussing Blackness in sports. So subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another Locked On Podcast Network crossover episode. If my voice sounds funny, don't worry, you're not in the wrong place. Welcome to all the Locked On Texans listeners. I am Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers with Cody Davis of Locked On Texans. And Cody, you're going to be talking to a number of hosts, I think, with uh, people trying to to make an offer and, and seeing how you feel <laughs> about those offers for Deshaun Watson, if he is available. And I want to get into everything, a ton of that, from my perspective, your perspective, about this whole thing going on with the Houston Texans. And the same thing's happening with Corbin Smith, the host of Locked On Seahawks. Some teams are going to be calling him about some offers for Russell Wilson. I think Wilson is much less likely to be on the move than Deshaun Watson, but today's about the Texans maybe being a partner with the 49ers and what's really going on with Deshaun Watson in Houston. So, Cody, glad you're here to chat with me, and I think my listeners are going to enjoy this, and I hope your listeners do as well. So thanks for joining me here today. Oh, no problem. You know, since everybody wants to, you know, talk to me about trades, I shouldn't even pick up the phone like the Texans are supposed to be (laughs) doing right now. You know, just not picking up the phone, leaving a voicemail, just telling people I'm all for trades. But if it had to do with Deshaun Watson, I just don't bother about calling back. (laughs) I love that. I love that story about things just going straight to voicemail. I mean, that's crazy. Like at a certain point, maybe you're not doing your job if you're not listening to offers and not pick up the phone. Maybe somebody might be calling about somebody else, but exactly. That's pretty amazing. I guess, well, we've got to start there. I find it amazing because when this whole thing first started, and it's one of the things I love to do, and I love the power of the network that when some big story breaks, I go to that show and that host, and I listen to the very first Locked on Texans podcast talking about uh, Deshaun Watson stuff first came out and it was as I expected. It was like, what are you talking about? No way in heck the the Texans are ever going to trade Deshaun Watson. I'm not even going to consider what an offer would be, what that would look like, because that's just never going to happen. You don't trade away someone who's a 25 year old star quarterback for your franchise. Not happening ever. Whatever this story is, is, you know, nothing's happening here. There's nothing to this. And writer for the Houston Chronicle, John McClain had pretty much uh, the same response to it, right? The, he, he, I, th- I think his tweet was, I have a better chance of becoming the next head coach than Deshaun 
Watson is to be traded. And in the Sunday Houston Chronicle paper, there's a story, and it's it's entitled, the headline is, it's time to trade Deshaun Watson, essentially. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I turned on the podcast to listen to you guys, and it sounds like that thing is really starting to turn, and it blows my mind how little communication and how little has actually changed between Watson and the organization, yet publicly and my perception and it sounds like your perception and uh, the writers and the beat writers and the national media everybody's perception now is like maybe more surprised if he doesn't get traded that's amazing and brian you actually said something that i want to focus in on how little things have changed and that is the problem with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson right now, because I'm pretty sure you heard the news as well. You know, Deshaun Watson wanted some type of input into the general manager and head coaching hire. They did not listen to him. And it's part of the reason why we're in this situation right now. And look, when you talk about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston, I feel like myself, John and all the other Texans beat writers, we are a little bit, how can I put this? We, we had a feeling that this was going to happen, but we didn't want to accept it. Accept it. <laughs> when all the news and everything stopped first coming out about rumblings that Deshaun might want out and he's putting all these cryptid tweets out, I had a feeling we was going to get to this point because ever since the firing of Bill O'Brien, I've been saying this whole entire this whole entire season that this offseason was going to be the most important offseason in franchise history. And I say this, that this can only go one of two ways. Either the Texans get their crap together, you include Deshaun Watson in all the meetings, you, you don't have to hire his general manager and, and the head coach that he would like, but just include him. That's all he wanted to do was to just be included. You get your stuff together, you include him, and everything can continue to go on, or you continue to do the same BS that you have been doing, not just with Deshaun Watson, but the same thing that you have been doing with J.J. Watt, the same thing that you have been doing with Aaron Foster and Andre Johnson and all the rest of the Texans, great, and this thing can go hella wrong. And what did they pick? The latter to go hella wrong. And that is why the Texans and Deshaun Watson is in this situation, and you know, going back to everything that I just mentioned, when, when you take a look at, you know, Deshaun Watson wants to be included, we, we are coming up on the one year anniversary of when they departed from DeAndre Hopkins. And everyone knows that Deshaun Watson found out about that trade on social media. So that bugged him the wrong way. This is where things really start taking a turn for the worse. I know a lot of people, you know, and I, and I know you see, you go back and forth on social media and you see, you know, the, the situation that I just mentioned, how Deshaun Watson wanted to be included. He was promised that from Cal McNair, the owner, that they, they, they went out on a dinner, they met about the direction of the franchise, and he promised Deshaun Watson that he was going to let him in and, and let him be involved in the hiring process of the general manager and the head coaches. No longer will he have to find out through the grapevine. But what happened? <laughs> they, he did the complete opposite of what he promised Deshaun Watson. He went behind his back. It just came out of nowhere, the hiring of Nick Casario. And once again, he founds out on Twitter. That was the main reason why he tweeted the night of the hiring. Some things never change. And they do the same thing with David Cully as well. And to be honest with you, Brian and listeners, I truly believe if Cal Magnair would have just sent Deshaun Watson a courtesy call, 
hey, Deshaun, you know, I understand you you have a list of candidates, but I really feel good about Nick. And I think we're going to hire Nick as the general manager. Hey, Deshaun, we really feel good about David Cully. We're going to hire David Cully as our new head coach. Nine times out of 10, they would not be in this situation right now, or at least it would not be this messy. And the Texans can't blame nobody but themselves. It's it's such an amazing story and, and wild situation there. And you brought up Jack Easterby, and I don't even know what to think about him. It's like the, the only question I have there is why. And I don't think we even have time to get into that conversation. Why is he even part of the organization at this point? And maybe a, a little self-awareness inside the organization could help at some point, but ownership and front office people a lot of times are very insulated and they don't really understand what public perception is or don't care because they believe they're above it. And I, I really feel like that might be one of the biggest things that's going on with the Houston Texans right now and Deshaun Watson. I have another question for you before uh, we start talking trade here is what is the fan perception? I, I would assume the fan perception is pretty heavily on Deshaun Watson's side at this point. So I can't imagine that fans really want him to be traded, but there is a, is there a segment of the fans and is it starting to, is the tide starting to change in a way that the fans are starting to think, well, you know what? Well, let's just get this over with and rip the bandaid off because we know what path this is already taking. Would you rather see this play out and the Texans play hardball and Deshaun Watson sit out into training camp and possibly into the regular season or trade him before the draft when you can maximize those resources? Oh, well, first and foremost, for the fan, at first, they were on the side of Deshaun Watson and a good bit of them, you know, still siding with Watson, because like I just said, you know, you take a look at the Houston Texans side of things and you take a look at this situation. They can't blame nobody but themselves. The Houston Texans cannot blame nobody but themselves. And but but you have some people who are siding with the Texans because they think just because Deshaun Watson signed a contract, a contract dissension that I was hoping that he did not sign because the, this organization has shown that it was already incompetent to begin with. Why would you sign a contract and tie yourself to this organization for the next four or five years and it's going to make it 10 times harder for you to leave? I get it. I understand it was a lot of money, but you're Deshaun Watson. You're going to get paid wherever you go. Plus you got to take into consideration with your endorsement deal. This is not a Melvin Gordon situation. You are Deshaun Watson. But with that being said, um, for the, for the fans out there who are trying to make Watson the bad guy, look, the scenario that I just gave at the end of the day, that is just an employee that is really upset about his work situation. And we see it every single day in corporate America. Brian, I'm pretty pretty sure you've been in this situation with whatever job you might have been a part of. You might have felt that you was done wrong by your employer. And what do you do? You start fixing up your resume. You get mm -hmm. your LinkedIn profile, you know, start looking a little bit nice. You start going to all these job fairs and stuff because you're trying to get the hell out. <laughs> what is Deshaun Watson trying to do? Get the hell out. Now, to answer your other question about should the Houston Texans trade him before the draft, 100% yes. Matter of fact, if it was up to me, I would have him traded this week because mm. you do not want this lingering around your organization as time moves on because you trade him from the draft. That is when you're going to get your best asset, period. You, you, you know what these draft picks are looking like. Like, for example, me personally, I think the best deal out there is Miami. You get a young quarterback in Tool, who I still believe in. You get you a, a, a really good defensive stud in Howard. 
you get some good draft picks and you can build for the future and you can end this foolishness. If you keep the Sean Watson, not only do you miss out on all these draft assets that you really need and young talented players that you really need to rebuild this franchise, but it's going to be a constant theme that is going to hurt your team for this upcoming season. And the best example that I can give is look what just happened with the Houston Rockets. And I cover the Rockets as well. And they tried to play hardball with James Harden and look where that got them. Now they're on the second longest losing streak in franchise history. And they let that thing linger, linger, linger to the point it got really ugly and they was forced to move him. And the funny part about that, James Harden ended up where he wanted to go in the first place. And that is the same thing that's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Plus, if you keep Watson, you don't get those draft picks. You don't get those young studs that you can possibly get in a return for him. Your team's still going to be sorry because look at the season that Deshaun Watson literally had. He had one of the best quarterback seasons in NFL history, and it resulted in a 4-12 and season. Why? Because this team is not good. All right. So we're going to proceed with Cody Davis filling in for Jack Easterby with the organization and pulling some strings, and we're going to work out a trade. Potentially, there's going to be an offer from me. I'm John Lynch. Uh, Nick Casario, Cal McNair, uh, Jack Easterby, David No, Coley, Jack Easterby. I'm, I'm not taking one. that. I'm not taking <laughs> okay, that. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, how great would that be for the organization if they fired him and hired you, right? Deshaun Watson might change his mind. <laughs> I would, I would be willing to bet you'd have a better shot changing Deshaun Watson's mind than Jack Easterby. That is for sure. I, I guarantee you. All right. Well, yeah. Next, uh, next, we're going to get to the negotiating table and a trade offer from the 49ers to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance, a big chain store, but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, Cody, let's see if we can come to some sort of uh, an agreement here. Let's see if there's a fit between the San Francisco 49ers and the Houston Texans. 
I don't know if you're going to immediately hang up the phone after this. If, if, if you guys don't hear Cody's voice again after this, you'll know how he feels about this offer. Follow him on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24 and go subscribe to the Locked on Texans podcast. So my offer for Deshaun Watson is a first round pick, number 12 overall this year in 2021, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick. So if we're keeping track here, that's three first round draft picks. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's got a no-trade clause, too. I don't think he makes sense, even though Nick Casario was in New England when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you need a third team involved there. So in this, in my three-way trade scenario, I would have Jimmy Garoppolo going to New England, and maybe a draft, play, draft pick gets flipped there going to the Houston Texans. I really think that type of a deal could potentially happen. And with... Uh, with Bill Belichick playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. He could say, you know what? I'll even give up a little bit more than I need to for Jimmy Garoppolo to grease this trade for the Texans so Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded into my division with the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins being two major players potentially in this deal. So let's actually just leave Jimmy Garoppolo out of this now, and I'll just say the 49ers are going to throw in their own pick here, and they'll worry about the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff later just to make this clean. So we've got three first-round draft picks. We've got... A second round draft pick, which would be the Jimmy Garoppolo flip in my world, but we would have to worry about that later. Three firsts, a second, and the second rounder is going to be in 2022. And I'm considering this a fourth first round pick. This is a valuable player on a rookie contract. Last year's first round pick for the 49ers, defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw. No Nick Bosa in this offer. The 2020 first rounder in Javon Kinlaw, who would be the first defensive lineman drafted in this class, the first defensive tackle for sure drafted in this class, and he was drafted in about the spot. I think we might start to see some defensive players coming off the board there along the defensive line in this class because it's not the, the top heaviest class as far as defensive linemen go. Three firsts, a second, and Javon Kinlaw for Deshaun Watson. Cody, what are your thoughts there? What is your, do you have a counter offer? What, what, what do you think about that kind of a trade? Do you think it would stack up against what some off, other offers could be from some other teams around the league? I like the trade, um, but I will have to ask more. It'll be, if, if I'm the Texans general manager, I, you, you will have to put Nick, Nick Bosa in there one way or another. Because just like we are losing a cornerstone quarterback on offense we have lost a cornerstone player even though by now he wasn't really a cornerstone anymore but we we lost our identity on defense in JJ Watt so you you will have to put both in there one way or, or another I know some people might be looking at their phone right now saying Nick Bosa why is he so just so in all of Nick Bosa I mean once again you're talking about a guy who is going to be in my opinion the best pass rusher in the next couple of years. I know, I, I think he's going to come back fine from the, from that season in the injury that he had, but it, it, it'll have to be Nick Bosa. My counter to your counter, if you say Nick Bosa has to be involved and I say, okay, we're willing to trade Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson in one deal and one deal only Nick Bosa plus next year's first round pick and this year's third round pick. So Bosa a 2022 first and this year's third round pick. It's a yes or no. Do you take that deal? No, because I have to include that 12th overall pick. So you would do it for Bosa this year's first and this year's third? No. So this you would need two firsts, Bosa, and like a day two pick type of deal. 
Yeah, something similar to that. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to go back and talk to ownership about that idea. So uh, I think I know where you stand here. If you like my first offer, three firsts, Javon Kinlaw, we do have some extra fifth rounders. We could probably season some things. We could maybe talk about some other players on the roster, but my goal is to win now. My goal is to pair Watson offense with Bosa on defense. I will give up the extra draft picks that it would take and a super talented player that could become a star defensive lineman in Javon Kinlaw. But Bosa right now is off the table unless it's only with a future first-round pick. So uh, that's fantastic. I love this conversation. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be that much different for what Houston Texans might be asking from the 49ers in some ways. And I'm fascinated to know what some other hosts would be willing to line up and offer for the rights to have Deshaun Watson traveling to their city. One more quick question when it comes to some of the teams at the top, at two and three, the Jets and the Dolphins, and we're going too long here, so I apologize everybody out there for taking this podcast longer than it's supposed to go, but this is fascinating and this is a lot of fun for me. So you mentioned Tua. So if the Dolphins offer something like Tua and the third pick plus some other stuff, are you drafting a quarterback at three still, or do you go with Tua, not draft a quarterback and see what you have in Tua, then maybe you have to go back in the quarterback market Next year, if you end up not liking Tua, uh, and it's kind of a similar situation with Darnold potentially being involved in a deal with the New York Jets, how do you picture that? And is a big part of this decision for the Texans how they feel about these rookie quarterbacks at the top of the 2021 draft? Well, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because, one, <laughs> you know, outside of Trevor Lawrence, the next best quarterbacks in this year's draft is Justin Field and Zach Wilson. The only problem with that is Zach Wilson, his agent is Bill O'Brien agent and Justin Field agent is Deshaun Watson agent. So there might be a little bit bad blood that the Texans be like, you know what? I'm not going to draft either one of these guys because you'll be dipping back into the representatives of for their clients. But when you look at Miami, look, if I was the general manager, I would make that deal for Deshaun Watson for Tua because, one, I am a believer in Tua. I think Tua is going to be really good. I don't think his rookie season was as bad as people made it seem because he had a lot going against him. I mean, he was coming off of the injury with his hip. You know, there's the COVID, so he really didn't get the opportunity to go through OTAs and rookie training camps and all that. And then when he was on the field, he's looking over his shoulder being nervous because you got Ryan Fitzpatrick who is going to take his spot if he mess up one time. I, I believe Tua has a nice future, and that's why I am high on the, the trade with Miami. Plus, if Tua doesn't work out, that gives you a lot more leeway to move on to the next top quarterback prospect that might be coming out in the next two to three years that's fantastic stuff oh by the way um nick bosa's agent is is has the same agent that jack easterby has is that a problem i'm just kidding uh, I made oh that other god time. well they probably <laughs> love that and that's the case we, we're gonna hate it because we don't want anything to do with this guy oh god uh that's fantastic cody davis cody davis underscore 24 on twitter the co-host of locked on texans and I am Brian Peacock at BD Peacock on Twitter, the host of Locked On 49ers and the host of the Peacock and Williamson podcast right here on the network. We're talking about the entire NFL daily. Go check that out and subscribe. We're out of time here, Cody. I could probably go for another uh, couple of podcasts straight talking about this situation because it's so fascinating. And I'm absolutely going to be keeping both eyes on what the Houston Texans do this offseason. And speaking of the Peacock and Williamson pod, I'm hoping you would jump on with us over there to talk about some of this stuff, especially if that trade actually does go down. Oh, just let me and John know. We will be there. Awesome. I love it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this Locked On Podcast Network crossover. 
Locked on 49ers, locked on Texans. I am Brian Peacock. Find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can also subscribe to the Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast, which is coming at you daily right here on the network. Soon to be featuring Cody Davis on an episode. And find Cody on Twitter, Cody Davis underscore 24 with Locked on Texans. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.